You know, you can have Lou Holtz do our first intro. Be like, I support Donald Trump and I support the Rambling Beachcast coming back. For his My first. name is Lou Holtz. I've, I've seen Donald Trump's golf courses. I've stayed at his hotels. They are absolutely first class. And I say this podcast could probably someday be by Donald Trump, but not until you listen. You got to listen to the podcast. This podcast brings offense, defense, special ticket things. On ZFTB, BCS number one national championship. Let's go. Well, this I has been three, what, three years? Two years? Two years, yeah, two years since we did yeah. one. I we was going to say, you all. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I, uh, I've listened to a lot more podcasts since then. And one thing I notice, I get really frustrated when the podcast, like, I tried to listen to, well, I don't want to trash anybody, but I, mean, I listened to a, a podcast that was recently started for official podcast for a show. And I had to stop because the hosts wouldn't stop just like bantering with each other instead of getting to the topic. So I apologize in advance if we uh, do that. But, you know, we haven't. So unless you're a heartless monster, you should at least care what we've been up to a little bit before we dive into topics and all. But um, but enough about Nick watching The Bachelorette and after yeah. shows. Yeah. So Seth, what have you been up to the last couple of years? Well, I moved. I moved from Phoenix to Dallas, Texas. I'm. From one armpit of America to another. The swamp crotch. So, uh, I, well, maybe Arkansas is the swamp crotch of, of, yeah. of America, but we're, we're alienating states one by one right off the bat. Yep. Uh, so I live in, in Allen now, the northeast part of, of Dallas. Uh, yeah. My family lives here. Staying there, and I'm teaching music, teaching a bunch of private students, trombone lessons and stuff, so. And I've I've had more success here in terms of recruiting and getting kids involved uh, in the two years I've been here than I ever had in Phoenix, which is unfortunate because I loved Phoenix, but it's just a whole different world, whole different ball game. So it's a good place. I like it. I've been uh, a lot of people. I'll be honest. Ramblingbeachcat.com has kind of been dead for a while. I need to get back on it, but. Part of the reason I haven't been writing much, uh, you know, teaching job still going well. We moved into a new school, uh, still living in the same place. But part of the reason that I'm I haven't been writing on Rambling Beach Cat was I've been focusing more on like writing. Like I'm working on a comic right now with Alex Smith. I'm working on a novel. I'm on like my seventh draft of it. Um, it really gets frustrating too. Like you know, sometimes you read stuff and it's great. And you're like, I'll never be able to do that. But like, I recently just finished a book that was from a major publisher from an author that's perfectly nice person, but has a, you know, an agent and everything. And it wasn't very good. And I'm like, Oh, come on. But you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's just like JK Rowling, her, her first, uh, I'm not saying I'm, I'm nowhere near JK Rowling, but you know, her, her, uh, first non Harry Potter novel, she submitted under a pseudonym and got rejected out the wazoo because they didn't know who she was. So they said, Oh, so it's a hard industry to crack. I might really be that terrible and might not be good enough, but, even if I am, I, I don't know. So I've been doing that. I've been writing a bunch. I've actually been writing 
as much or more than I used to, but you only get so many, like, like, it's kind of like your, your energy, your brain energy to write and stuff. You you only have so much. And by yeah, the time there's I reserves. Stuff, yeah. yeah, I can't, I just can't focus enough to write, you know, these blog posts, but I'm, I'm, I miss it. I want to find a way to do it. Maybe if I can get into a group. I also, I'm writing for adventures in four days. Can't believe almost. And it's a website that's rapidly growing, like at an insane rate, uh, for doing like comic reviews and TV show reviews and stuff. So, you know, I'm writing for them and I'm writing for the, so I'm writing a lot, but I need to get back on the uh, rambling beach cast. But I really am glad we're finally back on the rambling beach cast. Yes. <laughs> and our, our hordes, our throngs of listeners. Yeah, we actually have a decent audience that we abandoned. <laughs> we abandoned on the side of the road. Yeah, no, that, I'm sure they'll be excited to see this pop up in their in their feed. Supposed to be like, what the hell is this? Wait, what? <laughs> I did not pay 19.95 on a credit card for this adult website. <laughs> they'll be like, wait, there's a Pokemon. Oh, oh it's just a podcast. So uh, we're going to we're going to talk a little bit. One thing we're going to talk about uh, man child and man child shaming, which is kind of an interesting topic that Seth and I both have extensive experience with. Now, um, you said man child shaming, man, shaming okay. because there's a stigma with it. So we'll, we'll get to that. And then I figure we have to at least mention a few things about the election coming up. Uh, I just read on Twitter uh, there was a, a, a conversation by a journalist overheard. A Marine was talking to another journalist and said, stay safe in Cleveland next week. I would rather go to Fallujah than go there. Oh, I mean, it's oh, geez. So we'll have to talk a little bit about that. And then I was a little worried, but you guys came through and we got a whole yeah. bunch of questions. Um, I, I got another one after a couple more after I talked to you. So a couple that are going to be really hard to answer because they're creepy. But, well, we do creepy. That's oh, one yeah. thing we do. It's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, man, child, champion. Seth, do you want to do you want to frame this one first? Well, we this is near and dear to both our hearts because we were talking about how we both have a foot in this door, a foot in this camp. Uh, the idea that anything that has traditionally been viewed as a child's endeavor or a child's source of joy. Uh, whether it's collecting toys or collecting comic books or reading young adult fiction or wh whatever, whatever it may be, um, what is, I guess, typically been reserved for the nerd realm, uh, mm -hmm. the, the stigma that goes against people who, as you advance in age, uh, it, it becomes more of a, a black mark on, on who you might be as a person or your, your personality or your status in life. And that, and for me, that's the biggest thing is people, people being looked down upon for what they choose to enjoy. And you can see, like we can see behind Please, us, yeah. our, our massive collections. Like my, my personal view is the, the world is catching up eventually. They, or they will eventually in how we treat people and the traditional norms of, uh, what is acceptable? Like, what's an acceptable way to live? Is it acceptable for me to have you know, 12 drawer boxes here full of comic books that I pull apart? You know, I, I'm, I'm shamed by the by the collectible realm for <laughs> destroying my comic books so that I can bind them in the hardcovers because that's what I want to do with them. 
So yeah. the guy's going, they're going to lose their value and you're never going to be able to sell them to put your children through college, which you'll never have because you collect comic books. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I get in and out and in and out different hobbies, but between like you got me started collecting comic books back when we were in college again and Sorry. collecting Sorry some Star that. Wars action figures. Yeah. So I, I blame you partially for the mess yeah. I'm in. I'll take and the fact that. that I, I live with my parents and my extended family right now. And I think the world is catching up with the idea that that's okay. I think there, there's still some of that stigma where um, I'm 34 years old. My grandmother is suffering from late stages of dementia. And when I moved here, part of the, uh, the idea was I was going to be, you know, a support for my parents and for my grandmother. And she's, you know, in the last stages of her life, unfortunately. But then there's this idea if, you know, if I ever want to go on a date, God forbid, you know, and you, you want to bring a woman home, it's like, well, let's not wake up my parents. Uh, <laughs> you know, come inside, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it, the societal norms are changing. You know, people are struggling to make ends meet. The idea that every individual man is supposed to have his own home when now it's unaffordable compared to when our parents were growing up to own all their own stuff, to live on their own, to, you know, be, you know, somehow we're not self-sufficient because of different situations. But what's your take on this, uh, this whole well, man shaming thing? Here's the, first of all, I'll get something out of the way. People are like, well, what about women? I think, and I actually, I want to bring on uh, someone who, I write with Adventures of Poor Taste. I think women in this realm get shamed in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they get told, like, well, you're not supposed to like that stuff. Or you're and not I mean, genuine if you do. Yeah. So that I think I think women on that, they, they get shamed, but in a whole different realm. I think the stigma is completely different. So rather than be like, you know, a couple of straight white guys talking about how women feel. We'll bring on <laughs> yeah. like, some, some females to talk about that. So we're, we're staying kind of in our wheelhouse here. Uh, the first thing is what, what got me about it is, you know, I, I missed the Pokemon craze. Just missed it. I was oh, a couple years past. I see all these people doing the Pokemon thing, that, this app, and like some people are getting really <laughs> angry about it. They're like, oh, kids come on. And Pokemon's. You're, you're, well, it's not kids. It's adults, and adults are playing. Like, you're 30. Well, it's, and it, it's the adults now who were kids. Remember, I remember student teaching, and I was confiscating decks of Pokemon cards left and right from kids in band class. Yeah, just, yeah. you need to give those to me. So I'm, like, you know, shuffling through their cards, trying to see what the hell this stuff is. And Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. we're the old men screaming at them to get off our lawn. Well, and here's the thing. Literally. I saw it, but I was like, I, I can't really say anything. You know, I, I have, like, a wall of action figures everywhere i collect comics i like dorky stuff i've been going through all the seasons of the recent ninja turtle series because i like it i not ironically i like it and i thought you know why i remember when i the the time where i finally kind of gave it up you know like when i started dating karen karen kind of tolerates the stuff like she came into the man cave recently which you know it's it's insane right now the amount of action figures here she came into it and you could tell i mean she was fine with it she's like dear lord you know, there's just all this stuff everywhere, yeah. all this, all this like kids. But like when I started dating her, I was kind of terrified for her to find out that I liked comics and stuff. And I, I really shouldn't be, you know, now that I'm married and I try to pretend like I'm confident about it, but there is a stigma with it. And uh, I have some people say, well, you're too old to collect that. I remember, you know, I used to always go to the toy aisle. This is through my 20s and 
my thirties, I'd go through the toy aisle and be like, you know, oh, I just want to look and be like, oh, I wish I could buy some of that stuff. And every once in a while, I would buy one and keep it in the box. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to sell it one day. And then you know, well, one day I came home and I said, no, no, I can <laughs> buy this stuff. It doesn't matter that I'm too old. I can buy it, and you I do want what you to. Want with it. Yeah, yeah. And and here's the thing: people are like, do you ever play with your toys? Honestly, not all the time, but I have occasionally picked up my uh, my Republic gunship and flown it around the room. I I just can't help myself. Yeah, I have <laughs> just, in a safe form of Civil War reenactment. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, and I mean, I. I I don't know. It's it's strange because I think comics has finally become normalized a little more. You see it in school curriculum, you see it in libraries. I have University finally become classes, yeah. Yeah. I've become the person I hate. I used to read all superhero books or capes, as you know, people <laughs> capes derisively call them, and now I find myself shifting to more indie, but I still read Marvel and DC stuff. But you know, there is a stigma with it, and I don't really even though I we can say all we want, it's not fair. But both of us would be kind of would kind of feel awkward if like our bosses for a job mm. walked into our office here. Yeah, it's a complete crapshoot. It's a complete roll of the dice as to whether what you do is going to be found as quirky and endearing or uh, just a complete uh, <laughs> like a complete turnoff if it's like, you know, someone you might be trying to date or if it's, you know, something that they view as you know, uh like this person could be completely psychotic in the workplace, uh, yeah. so let's uh, let's maybe terminate their contract. But uh, I I think just because of the sheer number of people in the world now, that there is a safe haven for anybody to go to, and that's why fandom has exploded for just about anything out there, like The Walking Dead or Game of Thrones or cosplaying as this or that action. You know, you know, comic book hero or, or character or whatever. Uh, yeah. it, it, no matter what you're a fan of, there's a massive community for it now. You can yeah. fa- easily find with social networking and, and internet, you can find a community of hundreds, if not thousands, of people who love anything that you might also love. So, the, I think again, the world is going to catch up uh, with it, but still. Uh, some of that is going to remain in terms of the anxiety of, you know, just how much can you disclose to somebody on a first interview? Yeah. It's like I, I, I collect Star Wars action figures. Most of them I enjoy keeping in the package. Now you, you and I have very different opinions on it. I saw Toy Story 3. I said, I'm not keeping my toys in the box anymore. They're out <laughs> everywhere. It, it, well, that's that'll be a whole different subject. Yeah, but, like, but and on the on the flip hand, you, you know, I I keep my action figures in their display boxes. You take them out, and then my comic books I completely destroy and take the staples out and cut in half, and all of yours are sitting in bags and boards in a long box. Yeah. yeah so it's it, it, but and there's there's whatever brings you joy, uh, let let it be. Yeah. And I mean, that's a good way to think, but there still is a stigma, you know, and it's still kind of like uh, comics has kind of gone away. Action figures is still there. Uh, I've never liked anime. I've never really understood it. I've never been a fan. And I find myself trying to not be derisive of people who like it. I'm like, what right do I have to be that way? You know, like, yeah. that's ridiculous. And like, I, I give my, my mother-in-law's big into quilting and I'll sometimes give her a hard time. But I always remind her while I'm doing that, I'm like, Nancy, I said, if you ever think that I'm really making fun of you, think about all the stuff I'm into. 
like there's nothing and put, wrong with quilting. And put it you she should make you a quilt with all the stuff you're in, you're into there you go that'd be awesome <laughs> all right so so the the republican national convention is coming up oh, i am we're I gonna am, channel our inner trumps here i'm gonna watch it it's gonna be a train wreck but here's the thing though <laughs> there is there is something about we talked about this before the first thing is i have been amazed at like the the people that i see defending trump my thing is this, like, I don't like Hillary Clinton that much. And I agree I she's either. dishonest, but it's like she's a dishonest politician. It's like, surprise. Trump, it's a whole different level of incompetence and dishonesty and, and complete and, buffoonery. Yeah. And I mean, at least Hillary Clinton's competent. She's, she's smart. That's, that's the thing I don't, it was the same thing that George Bush used to get a lot of trouble for. Is people always called him stupid, but then said he masterminded all these terrible things. Like, no, you don't get to have it both ways. Like when they call Obama a tyrant and then say he was a wimp. It's like, oh, wait, no. Same thing. You know, you know they're like Hillary Clinton. You know, she she makes all these deals, and she's but she's incompetent. No, you know she knows how to do this stuff at least. You know, Trump Trump's incompetent too. I mean, if you look at his business stuff, like he, uh, the only reason he's successful is because of his his inheritance. You know, he got a huge loan. Yeah, his inheritance. His dad. And the ability to say, I never personally went, I never personally went bankrupt. I never did it. Not, not me. You know, and then, of course, three companies. Yeah. Well, I, here's the thing, though. Believe it or not, there is one thing about the Trump presidency that, or, well, I'm already calling it that, the Trump candidacy, I should say, <laughs> that makes me ecstatic. And it's that the, I, and, and we're both recovering right wingers. So we've both been on the other side of this. I love it now because the GOP and the right wing can never, ever, 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 ever again bring up sanctity of marriage and, you know, family values. They can't because it's laughable. Like you can just if they if they push Trump through and like, for instance, right now, Trump has strong support with evangelicals. That's hilarious to me. Yeah, it is. You know, you, you can just and, and so anybody I argue with and I, I've shut people down before. they'll try to argue with me and stuff. I'm like, you know, what? I love it because you never get to say that you're bad about gay marriage because you don't care about the sanctity of marriage. You really don't. You're talking about a guy who brags about how many about cheating on his wives, the wives. That's, yeah, and, your, that's and, your candidate. And then the, the beauty of if his daughter wasn't his daughter, he would date her. You know, I have to admit something, though. as much as I everything about Trump, I hate. I totally crush on Ivanka Trump. I can't help it. Yeah. I think she's I think she's beautiful. She's that's, smart. She that's speaks great. But you're not her dad, you know? It, there's just a little level of creepiness to that. Oh, oh I'm not no, there's not it a little one level. one to know. Huge it's level shit. of creepiness. <laughs> but I'm just saying like, you know, everything about Trump repulses me, but I actually like like Ivanka Trump actually I'm like, you know, that's all right. <laughs> she's well she's smart she's you know well-spoken she's beautiful she i feel like she'd actually make a better presidential now i don't think she'd be a good presidential candidate she'd be a better one than him may not be your first wife but uh we're three down the line that, that oval office <laughs> oh god but i just you know yeah i'm uh i i am excited for that and i have a lot of members of my family that are right wing and i mean i can just tell them like look you can't say that you care about these things if you voted for Trump. And that's the thing. It's all you have to be like, who'd you vote for? And if they try to say, well, I don't want to say, then you know who it is. Like, you can't talk about that anymore. You're done. You don't get yeah. to. Yeah, it's interesting. The 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 Fox News parrots, that I, that's yeah. what I call them, the Fox News parrots, they, they watch the TV and they go, 
the TV goes, Obama, Obama. And they turn around and go, Obama, Obama, Obama. Yeah. Yeah. They're outrage at this point. It's like this is the candidate that your party has somehow managed to put forward. It's so weird to see how the like the independent people can find something about Trump to like you know, in their weird, twisted kind of way. Like he's a maverick and he's yeah, an independent voice and he can't be bought. It's like, well, he's what? already a rich businessman and he's already yeah. He's already been bought. He's been buying influence for the past you know, thirty years since he's been in business. For forty yeah. years since he's been in business. So, but you know, watching the uh, the right wing people squirm, uh, the the people are like, "Oh, why can't we just have Mike Huckabee? That's my candidate." Now, I, will say this. I don't, like, I don't really like Huckabee, off. but but he'd be a better candidate at least. At least he's been a governor. Yeah, at least he knows what he's doing. It, it's tragic. It's sad that he's gotten this far, but I feel like it also it's brought a lot of ugliness out into the light. Like there are a lot of there was a lot of polite racism going on mm-hmm. for a long time. You know, people Cast, are like, yeah, it's silent. Is it, yeah. it was like the people like my I got in an argument with a lot of people back. You know, gay marriage has been more normalized, but it's, it's the point it's just marriage now. But I remember a lot of Christians, people in my own family included, would say. You know, I love gay people. I just don't think they should be married. And I said, you know what? I said, about 60 years ago, I bet there were people saying, I love black people. I just don't think they should go to the same schools as us. Yeah. Or I just and, don't think they should be able to marry white people. Yeah. And that that polite type of racism, Trump has kind of pulled it out of the dark into the light. Now, it's ugly and it's bad, but at least we see it now. It's kind of like a so last orange potato they've just pulled out of the ground and it looks big, exactly like them orange pimple on our collective <laughs> conscience but i mean it's, it's tennessee or is that just, there you go <laughs> he'd be a great mascot yeah, he would the, the the amount of cotton candy that they could sell just to like weave out and back over the top of itself yeah you know i gotta admit that's what looking at his hair is just like i don't know how he does that that's phenomenal it's like an, a piece of artwork i don't yeah. understand it's it's there. There's probably some species of silken orangutan that went extinct because he harvested harvested all of their hair, and yeah. is now like spinning it with a team of of hairdressers or something on his plane on his seven fifty seven, and and some special product that's harvested only from a, a particular blubber whale seal that also went extinct yeah. for him to put in it. It is impressive. Like he's seventy seventy years old, and by all accounts, you know, should be probably completely bald. But at that point, it's like, do hair transplants not even work? It gets to a point where it looks so ridiculous. Maybe he can't change it. Yeah, but you know, he'd never admit that. So no, of course not. Just like the size of his hands. Oh yeah. <laughs> A shrimp finger. No tired. issue. I guarantee no issue here. No issue. What's Trump sounds a lot like Dale. You know, he does. Kind of. I was thinking that when you were talking. He when he gets when he gets loud, he gets ah, he gets a little bit more of the the gusto in his voice. Okay, Get him out of it. I forgot to tell you something. This is something we talked about. Our, our did you know about the surgery I had recently? The reason I bring that up is whenever you yell like that, it causes the titanium in my ear to rattle. Oh, you know about the surgery I had. 
No, I, I, well, at first I thought maybe you got those butt implants that we had been talking about. Oh, I don't, I don't need those. Honey. No, I, uh, I had, they had to uh, go inside my, I was going deaf in my right ear because a bone had eroded. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. And they had to put a piece of titanium in my ear. Like I, I have to carry a card with me whenever I go through a metal detector or anything. Prove you're um, not a tourist. Yeah. But like, I, uh, but yeah, every time you, I could like now, like stuff that's really loud, it kind of rattles it in there. So if you want to know how to incapacitate me, there you go. All right. So we're going to go to questions now. Um, Seth, I think for the podcast, what we could do if people want to skip to the questions, I guess we could tell. That's what I'm Katie Nolan is like my new, like favorite sports person. She always tells people where they are. So if they want to go to the questions, we can figure out where this is on here. This first question we have comes from the lovely and comparable Mary Ketchum. And this lets you know, like, some of these questions are pretty deep. This one is not, but it is important. This is not a deep question. I got deep. Her question for us is canned cheese. Should canned cheese be considered real cheese? Why or why not? Canned cheese is disgusting. But that doesn't mean it's not real cheese. It just means it doesn't taste good. If it says on the can, if it says cheese product, mm-hmm. I have a hard time defining it as cheese. Well, does canned cheese like have like – okay, so t- we, we, we can both agree cheese has to have some sort of milk in it, correct? Yes, it has to be some kind of dairy, and it has to be well, aged, right? Can- can, yeah, but canned cheese has some type of pasteurized milk in it. It's a cheap product, but it's still cheese. Do you call tofu sausage still sausage? But that it's, doesn't carry the same properties. This still is cheese with cheese product. It's not good, is, and it's not fresh. Is cheese a solid at room temperature? Yes. Is canned cheese actually solid, or is it in that like hybrid stage between solid and liquid? Where I think it, like I think it juice? varies depending on the brand or the the efficacy of its canning yeah. process. But tell uh, me, you don't like some cheese whiz? Come on. Now. Well, cheese. Ah, ah, you're doubting yourself now. You're doubting yourself now. You, we're on the ranking of the. <laughs> yeah, but you can't. I mean. It's I think like if still- I were stranded on an island with a, a can of cheese whiz and Sofia Vergara, which would I eat first? Um, I guess the cheese whiz, human flesh, you know, maybe last resort. I can't imagine any situation where I'd want to eat cheese whiz over the variety of other deliciousness that is out there. What is what? What do you put canned cheese on? Oh, I don't put canned cheese on anything, really. It's just I always eat it when it's been used on something. Now, that's where I'll come with you. I don't – I know if, like, if I buy canned cheese, I've probably hit rock bottom. Like, if I buy canned cheese, there's some things in my life I need to get. Do you equate canned cheese with Velveeta? The same kind of principle? The now, same the, kind of I'm matter saying, state? I really like Velveeta shells and cheese. I can eat exactly. that. I can and eat that too. They do make the best macaroni and cheese. And that's that's the same time. In fact, that's I mean, I think you, I think we have to call it cheese. It's just bad cheese, but it's cheese. Yeah, I, I always think of cheese product. If anything, it says something product. It's mm-hmm. something fake and has been constructed 
for the purpose of profit to but taste still... like something else to, to serve the purpose of something else, but to cost a lot less so that somebody but can make still uh, has to have still has to have some aspect of milk. Okay. So if it, if it, if the can says milk, some pasteurized powdered, anything, any type of milk product, it, it, it has to be real cheese. Then it can be cheese. Okay. Mary, Mary, there's your answer. There's your answer for you. All right. Uh, next question we have. This is from Lauren Ruopoli, who I asked to come on our podcast sometime. She does a mm. podcast as well at Converse College. Um, so I really was hoping for a better question. Um, this question kind of creeped me out. I don't know why. She goes, what is your favorite part of the human face and why? The human face? Yeah. What I'm most drawn to is eye say color. Eyes. Yeah, eyes, everyone's going to say. I, I would say the color primarily of the eyes. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is symmetry. When you yeah, see, you, you are going in depth on this. I was going to go. Baby, I, I told you I was going to get deep on you. Um, Please don't ever say that again, <laughs> <laughs> or at least make it a drop so we can push that anytime. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that is something that most people are drawn to when you think of some of our biggest celebrities and, and movie stars. Uh, the example of like Denzel Washington, you know, he has like this like perfectly symmetrical face. Yeah. And there's a, there's an element and aspect of beauty uh, to symmetry. So I think I tell you something weird. I like about the face. This is something really weird. I uh, like, you know, I'm, I'm Greek and I sweat a lot and uh, you know, I'll (laughs) get a little pool of sweat under your lip. No, no, here's here's what I like to do is you get these things called like, uh, Biore strips and you put it on your nose and then when you peel it off it peels all the blackheads out of your nose and it looks like a porcupine and something about that to me is insanely satisfying you're grossed out but i'm telling you it i don't know why i just think that's that's awesome you want a, you want a great youtube channel what dr pimple popper no no now that grosses me out i can't do it <laughs> That's where you draw the line. That's yeah. <laughs> so eyes, eyes, and and the blackheads you peel off with Biore strips. That's that's what we got for you, Lauren. Hope symmetry. That, hope that as uh, oh, yeah, all that Forget crap about symmetry and beauty. Let's see. Here's one that was. This one was offered. Seth, you're gonna have to be out because Seth's not married. Seth and I. If if gay marriage had been accepted a decade ago, then maybe Seth and I would be married. But the whole um, world would be different. But I was I was uh, talking to a friend today. Be my first lady. She said, if if I died, if I died, who would and I could choose like someone to be with Karen after me, who would it be? This is from Aaron Gustav. And I'm like, oh, Aaron, this is tough. And I know the easy answer here is Seth. But <laughs> yeah, but think about it. yeah, yeah. I don't know how you'd feel about it. You know, like, I don't know what your hopes and desires are and stuff and, and how and and. I don't know. I mean, I think the easy answer would be you or Joe. Why would you use Karen upon my property? Joe no. is my property, Nick. Well, that's true. Good, good call. <laughs> yeah. No, but but that's the thing is, I mean, it's just it's the it's a typical movie cliche. Like the guy dies and the wife comes. It, it's like it just makes you angry. I don't well, know. You know you, your cable man is just going to move right in. Oh yeah, FedEx <laughs> you know, yeah. man in in the the. You know, AOL Time Warner guy are going to have like a little mud fight for the to take over the role. 
So. Now let me let me ask you something. This will, this will be awkward for you because I was talking. I said, "Well, Seth's singles. How does he do this?" If if Karen passed away, which would be terrible, but if Karen passed away, you know, I mean, I don't know. I guess everyone says this. If Karen was gone, I, I can't because Karen gets me and she's she's weird like me. So that's going to be really like I could find someone I get along with, but not someone I could like that can match me step for step on the weirdness scale. Uh, so I don't know what I would do without Karen. But if Karen passed away and you had to pick who I would marry next, who would you pick? In terms of women? I'm, I'm picking yes, women in for you. Way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got, I got Joe on the side. That's Joe. On Everybody's the side got Joe on the side. I know, I know. But we have, we have yeah. All right. <laughs> in terms of By the way, those women, of you who are new podcast listeners or forgotten, Joe Booten is good friends with us, and he's also affectionately targeted by Yeah. She's he's, he, he's effectually known by many names. Yes, that we have to be out. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Most of the women that we know are from our time in college together. So, like, that's 10, 15 years, somewhere-ish uh, yeah. beforehand. In terms of someone who could match you on the weird scale, and are, are we are we limiting this to people who are actually single or... Oh, no. We're going just, just opening it up. I would pick Stephanie Photos for you. That's a good call. She's weird, and she's yeah. Greek. She would be instantly approved. Okay, by now now you're being racist. No, it's not really racist. <laughs> and and I, I'm not That's joking. That's nationalism, my friend. Well, now, hold on. Now, <laughs> this is not a joke. Like, I was going to my head. My next question was to be, if I had, like, if you had to put me in charge of picking someone for you. Yeah. That honestly was, that, her... And uh, Amanda Bradley, either one of those two, hmm. were the first two choices that I thought of. That is very interesting. I, I feel we so have good taste. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of speaking of that, uh, Matt Nacy, uh, excellent percussionist, taught at my school for a while. Asked um, he asked this question a bit more inappropriately, and he asked it gender specific, which was a mistake because my question has a different gender than he was expecting. But he asked, who was the most promiscuous person in your high school band organization? Now, that's oh not God. the way he phrased the question. That's what he said. And I, I think he expected a female. My my answer was a male. His name was Brian. And Brian, <laughs> I'm going to change the girl's name, even though I don't really talk to her anymore, because she was a halfway decent person. He's terrible, so I'll just call him. His name was Brian, and I'll call him Brian. Brian went out with this girl who was really sweet, really pretty, and cheated on her constantly. Now, here's what's weird is, is if this if their relationship was on a sitcom, you'd be like, man, these writers suck. Like they would they would be together. Things <laughs> would be instantly out. picked up for a second season. That's exactly. exactly. They'd be fine for about a month. Then he'd cheat on her with a girl. She would get upset. Then he would start trying to get back together with her. She we would tell her don't. She'd say, but he's changed. He's changed. Of course. And then he would cheat on her again. And he did this over and over. And with some really, like, like this girl was, like, drop-dead gorgeous. Now, she was a little bit crazy. But she reached, the, you know, that point on the, I think it was uh, uh, How I Met Your Mother. What was that that craziness to hotness scale? Oh, I'd never watched that show, man. I didn't, I didn't either. But, I, you know, I saw it was craziness. Did, did I just lose your video feed, by the way? We oh, there. oh, there we go. I got to be able. So, but 
you know, she she was she her 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 hotness and she was really cool too. She was she was a smart girl. She was just a little bit crazy, but not enough to make make her unattractive. Okay. Uh, the thing I remember is that one time while they were on a break, as in he had cheated on her and they had broken up, but they were still thinking about maybe going back out together. Now it was like in that two week period where they were about to, they hadn't officially gone back out. She made out with a guy at a party. He went nuts. Me and another kid named Charlie had to hold him back from attacking her physically. Was so mad at her. Just shaking, screaming, swearing. And I remember, as I want to do, it's a serious situation. So I start acting like a jackass. Uh, and while I'm holding him back, I'm like, oh, yeah, there we go. You cheat on her every other month. But then when she makes out with a guy while she's single, you're the one who's you know got the problem. It was like he didn't even hear me. It was like it was like a bull that was seen red. He just wanted to charge her and attack her physically. I mean, that's, and so that that's hopefully you're still a little school. more a little bit more lighthearted. But that Brian, Brian, it was the most promiscuous person in my high school. Dan, it was a man. <laughs> Gender right, so Newton. Who was who was yours? With this question, this is actually a tough question for me because you have to remember I went to four high schools. Oh no, actually you can just do it an all the time. Like who was out of the four? <laughs> an all time. Let me pick somebody who won't be listening. <laughs> <laughs> Probably won't be listening. Because actually this person was one of my friends, one of my dearest friends at the school that I went to that was primarily Mormon. Were there benefits involved with this friendship? No, there weren't. I, I I would have been happy to provide benefits, but <laughs> I was I you know I, I was the fat, you know, short trombone player in the band. So I was like the buddy. I was always the buddy for the for the hot women to cry on my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Halfway through my sophomore year and the first half of my junior year went to high school in Arizona. There was a girl there uh, who was a clarinet player. I don't know what it is about Tremone players and clarinet players. Oh, trust me. I know. <laughs> it's universal. They are drawn to each other in mysterious ways. I, I can't explain it. But if you go to the next county over, there will be clarinet players with Tremone players circling around like sharks, you know, sniffing blood in the water. But, uh, yeah, this, so this girl, uh, clarinet player, she had a pregnancy scare. She had uh, no less than, in the short time that I was there, no less than three people that I knew she uh, had relations with. Which, you know, if that's what she wants to do, that's fine. That doesn't matter to me. The, the crap that she ended up going through because of all of that, what I was most upset about. Yeah. To put it simply, she was my best friend. Like she was one of my best uh, friends. Well, during my short time there, and at a, at a time where I was very withdrawn too. You know, I'd, I'd gone to one high school for a year in Texas, then to another high school for less than six months in Colorado, and then we moved to Arizona. So that year I was there was. Um, I was just, I was just a mess. Okay. Well, you got, you got much more deep on that one than I was. Uh... I told you, baby, I got your deepness. All right. So uh, here's another one. This is from uh, Allie. Allie is uh, the barista. She manages the Starbucks I go to. Uh, 
No, she does. And, and they're awesome. Like, I love these people. They're King and Calhoun. There was one time when my dog died. And so, like, the whole staff, like, made me a cup with, like, sympathy messages with everybody. These are good people. Allie asked, she goes, if you could go through life, you're going to go through life and you either never get to drink liquids or eat food ever again. You're always going to feel a little thirsty or you're always going to feel a little hungry. You'll survive. You'll be fine. But you're never like you have to choose whether you want to be able to drink liquids or eat food one or the other. That's it. It is a bizarre, twisted question. I honestly am not sure. I'm trying. I'm thinking of the things that you do where you only drink, like where you only imbibe liquid. I, I like drinking alone uh, with cigars. Mm. I have something as a, a drink to go with a cigar. Uh, I don't really drink beer that much. I don't really drink uh, socially that much. By the much. way, while we're doing this, can, can I stop and get a soda? I am, like, really thirsty. <laughs> yeah, let, me, let me get a soda real quick. What else is this question suggesting? <laughs> Hold on a second. So this is the point in time where I get to go off on Nick a little bit here yeah, while he's gone to go get his soda. He's probably going to get an L81, and I'm going to be very jealous. I would probably choose to chew because I hate swallowing. That sounds bad, doesn't it? We've missed you all. We've missed you all a lot. This is good for us. This is a good outlet. We hope you are enjoying the Rambling Beach cast. We hope to get some more people on with us uh, to answer these ridiculous questions. So Joe is basically taking up this whole thing, just like right into, oh, you're back. Hey, <laughs> so, you're okay. back. Let me, give you, uh, let me give you a perfect example. I went downstairs. I got a soda. I'm really thirsty. It's like, oh, yeah, here we go. I thought you were diet when soda. I, not diet soda. I just gave a regular soda. Um, so <laughs> I went downstairs. I got that. But when I opened the refrigerator, my wife had cheese pizza in there, and it smelled so good. Like the California pizza kitchen type with the garlics and herb garlic. And I was like, my answer is going to shift based on whatever I feel like. And, and, and Allie, Allie said she made this thing really twisted. She goes, if you decide not to drink, you'll, you'll be okay. Like we'll be like, you know, dehydrated, dying, but you'll always have kind of like a dull ache of thirst, but you'll, you'll be fine. You'll be able to eat. Yeah. Most of, most of the water we consume comes from our food anyways. So I don't know that you're necessarily going to be like completely thirsty. You will, I guess, at times, but I, I would imagine I would, like on a hot day, you know, like not, I mean, that's tough. Because food and drink go so well together. I mean, in our culture, what? we what? What you figure this out? I know this is revolutionary, yeah. Nick. You really <laughs> must pay attention more often. You eat something, you want something to wash it down, right? What happens yeah. if you eat something, you start choking? And you, you need to you need to like wash it down with you know no can't drink anything anymore can't drink anything so you basically are screwed you're yeah gonna, you're gonna but I've never almost killed myself eating no I take that back remember that time I we went to that Chinese buffet in college and and the girl I was dating had to drive me home was it was was that the one where we celebrated my non birthday no it was well yeah we always did that like but. <laughs> But we, we went there and like, you know, we were going to see, I remember we were going to see X-Men that night, X-Men 2. And I ate so much food, I couldn't drive home. 
So that's about the only time I almost killed myself eating. Otherwise, I don't know. I think I think you're right about the hydration part. And the I mean, Allie, I'm going to cheat on this. Sorry, Allie, if you're listening to this, because you can eat some foods like like apples. There have been times I've been thirsty and I ate an apple or an orange, and that did it. Or pomegranate. About it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, whatever Dale would eat, like you would like. <laughs> Bite into like these pepper and squirt. Remember that time he was eating a peach and you're less than it just like yeah. squirted. <laughs> I, I hung my head in shame. I was just like, "What am I doing here?" Yeah, I've just so, I, I've gotten a peach facial from Dale. I'm gonna go with food. Talking about my long term goals. So, Allie, you should have thought about that before trying to box us in a corner. But that was a good question. Allie. Are you now, allowed? Are you allowed to blend up food like make a smoothie? Oh. But smooth – no, I think that would be too far. If we took a can of cheese, would it be technically a fluid oh, or a solid? Yeah. There's the hook. <laughs> All right, now, on the same line, you asked – you had a good question from Yahoo Answers. We, we, we didn't know if you people would come through or not. We were like, okay, let's find one. If you had to lose one of your senses, which would it be? Now, Seth and I got in a pretty heated debate because I said smell. Seth said that was ridiculous because you couldn't taste food. My thing, and Allie and I discussed this actually at Starbucks tonight, she agreed with me. I have eaten food where my nose was completely clogged, and I could still taste it just fine. So if Republicans can deny climate change science, then I can deny the smell-to-taste science. I'm denying the science. I'm well, I denying think, the science. I, you you can taste just fine. I will, I'll get rid of smell. No, I, I don't think I ever said it was an either-or, like that if you didn't have smell, you couldn't taste they're correlated together. There's a large portion of your sense of taste is dependent on your smell. So you're definitely going to lose something one way or the other. Now, if you lost your sense of taste, but not your sense of smell, I think the same thing would apply. You'd still have a portion of each, no matter which one you lost. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, you know who uh, we went to school with who did not have a sense of smell? Lauren Feinberg. Really? Yeah. So we could ask her, maybe. I haven't talked to her. But she life. wasn't a violin player. Yeah. I haven't. Yes, yeah, so that's good. <laughs> her own crap. I, uh, I haven't talked to Lauren in like 10 years. So that would be really awkward to call her up and be like, Lauren, what's up? Lauren. What was it like when you couldn't smell anything? Well, yeah. <laughs> what was your disability like? Does it smell like chloroform to you? <laughs> like if I farted in your face. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another thing. Like, I wouldn't have to smell Karen. Like, Karen, that's another reason I love Karen is her farts, though. Like, she can fart, out-fart me. If I lost my sense of smell, I'd be invincible. Like, I could Dutch up in Karen and there'd be no retaliation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I've gassed myself. Like, today, I was sitting on the floor and I farted and I had to leave. I had to get up and go somewhere else because it smelled so bad. I did that to myself. That wouldn't happen anymore. Which are the, which are the foods that make your fart smell the worst? Everybody um, has a short list of... You see, that's the thing. I don't. I don't think I have a specific food. I think it's. I think it's honestly my mood. I think like however worked up I get, that affects it more than anything. So ang- you have like stress farts or angry yeah. farts. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I think that's what I've got. So. For me, it's. I don't know if it maybe this runs in my family or something, but as I've gotten older, I've gotten more uh, averse to dairy, like to not not like cheese or anything like that, but actual like milk. Like if I drink milk, my farts be stankin'. They will be rank. Uh, eggs are the same thing, you know. You oh, egg, okay, like, eggs. Yes, eggs. It's like, like you clearer. took an egg and went up the wrong hole, 
and just you know it it passed over you know the the gas kind of passed over the broken egg now here's an interesting experiment we could do uh this goes back I'm to not Eric's putting question. egg up there i'm not no, unless it's no. joe i'm not putting yeah. the egg up there <laughs> what, would your farts also smell particularly bad if you ate canned cheese canned cheese i don't think i don't think they would i i can't remember because if they yeah, do smell eat... on par with your cheese farts, then I think that answers our question. Well, it's not cheese though; it's only milk. It, it's okay. only like but I'm saying like raw, they... actually milk. Uh, yeah. Like not even yogurt. Yogurt isn't, you know, isn't as bad. It's just like that raw, that raw dairy, baby. Just uh, does something to me. All right, here's here's another one. This is from David. Uh, David Brooke asked. He I wish said, my farts are... would smell like bacon. That would be awesome. Because um, then I would eat more bacon and have it come out as bacon. <laughs> Why can't we have the – we need the good. If we're going to suffer the horrible, we also need the, the good, the, the, the benefit. Yeah. Be nice. All right. He asked, he goes, uh, which are you more excited about? Predator, the new Predator movies or the new Alien movies coming out? I, I told him – We'll I have no idea this. that these are happening. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. That's why I said it's we, a shame because I love those franchises. Well, and that's the thing. I, David, I, he writes with me at Adventures in Poor Taste. I want to bring him on the podcast. I have very strong feelings about that because the Alien franchise, after this, I think the second movie still holds up today as one of the best movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And uh, in fact, I'm really excited. Karen, for my birthday, got me the giant NECA Alien Queen. Oh, and my mom yeah. and dad got me the Power Loader. And then I got a Ripley to put in the power loader, and I'm going to put that on my man-child desk over there. But like, I thought, yeah, I think you said they were going to have to load it in with a power loader, <laughs> like through the but, roof, like a piano. <laughs> yeah. But uh, here's the thing, though: is is like three is okay, and then four is just, and then the Predator, the first one's good. There's a bunch of terrible movies after that, including Alien vs. Predator, which should have been great. I had hope terrible. Yeah, yeah. And then I thought Predators was okay. I, not even okay. I thought it was pretty good, but not as good as we know. But you know, good. I don't know if you know this, but Neil Blokamp, the guy who directed District Nine, excuse me, my soda's making me hiccup. <laughs> directed District Nine. He is doing an aliens alien movie that ignores Aliens three and four. It's like a different timeline. So like, it's gonna have Newt and like they got Michael Bain and the girl who played um, uh, Ren, I can't remember. She, she, it's the only movie she ever did. She didn't act after that. Who played Newt? And they're gonna be in this next movie. And like the, he showed concept art for it, it had like like Hicks's face all scarred from like the acid that sprayed on it when they were escaping and all. And I'm sure they could explain the age by you know the age difference by you know being in space all the time. And they're yeah, it sounds so good. And I was so excited. And then Fox is like, well, we are gonna do this movie, but we have to finish the Prometheus sequel first. And I'm like, oh. Uh-huh. Because I, I couldn't even make it through Prometheus. That movie was terrible. How many franchises are there like Alien and and Predator where the first movie or the second movie was just like awesome and it gets this kind of cult following and every time a new one comes out, we get these high hopes for it and it just like, uh, it always... Jaws. Yeah, it always inevitably fails or falls yeah. short of expectations. Even like the Star Wars stuff now, where you can't possibly live up to the hype or the expectations that have come all, yeah, it's like we put these the Star Wars movies on a pedestal, like the first you know three, and then anything after that is people are going to find a way to complain about. But 
I loved the idea of aliens versus predators uh, uh, when it yeah. was first coming out. And then they stuck a bunch of human beings in it. And then I don't know what it is. Just writers always think, well, we have to center around the human characters, the human, the human emotions and the characters about character development. Uh, is like, no, this is about aliens and predators. Yes, that's but, what we, no, but it, it is. It's just not well executed. Like, like, okay, aliens. Well, then they shoved Wait, hold on, Grace aliens? in the second one, too. It was that like, one was terrible, too. But, okay, but I disagree with you. We've talked about this before. This is why we need to have David and I just do a whole podcast on this. Like, like aliens, they're, yeah, the, it's amazing effect. Like, the effects still hold up because they're practical and there's monster stuff. But the whole thing was Ripley being this badass mom, you know, who, who kind of adopted Newt. And then that final scene where her and the queen alien, it's two moms angry at, you know, at, at each other fighting to protect their young. I mean, character development still, but, but like, like alien versus predator, the characters were so paper thin and so bad. In fact, I found the one girl who they survived been in there at all. Yeah. Well, hold on. The one girl who survived in alien versus predator, which I don't even remember her name. That tells us, but she was the only part of that movie I found interesting. When, when she ended up like kind of in spoiler alert for those of you who somehow haven't seen it all these years later, but she survived, you know, I thought that was, she was, so I think character is important, but you have to, we'll, we'll, we'll do this on a whole separate podcast. We'll geek out, complain and yell. So I, I well, I think for me, uh, not knowing anything about what are they going to do with the predator movie? I don't know. And that's the thing is I, I don't know if I trust them. All things being equal, like if I had the choice to have a great Predator movie or a great Alien movie, I'd probably go with Predator, to be honest. Yeah, but I don't think they can do a Predator as good as the first one. No, but I don't think they can do an Alien movie as good as the first two either. I think they can. I think it's possible. I don't know. I think with the Alien franchise, they've tried to go down that conceptual art film whole kind of thing. No, but you see, that's the thing. These people blow camps. In fact, I heard one of the plots. I don't know. If this Ripley is true, cuddling with the alien. You know, just that was terrible. <laughs> but one of the plots I heard they're going to do is like Newt is now an adult and she's like training people how to survive like an alien attack and stuff. And like, that just sounds awesome to me. Yeah. You know, like I just, yeah. So I don't know. That's my, okay. I, I think do we have one more question. Let me see. That might one, be it. Bring him on. I think, I think, I think that's all we got. I think that's that was our last question we had. So I hope I hope you guys enjoyed our uh, our mental diarrhea session. Here. <laughs> um, we're gonna bring on guests. Knowledge. Yeah. If you are not stupid and you can talk, then we'd love to have you on. If we know you, or even if we don't know you, you know how uh, much effort it took to gain this golden microphone right here. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We uh we will uh try to bring on people to discuss different topics. Um I think that's that you know, that's kinda we talked about starting this up again. But yeah, guys have any ideas for what you'd like us to discuss. I got a few ideas from David. We'll bring you on and we can talk about it. Seth, do you have anything to say to our abandoned listeners to try to get them to come back to us? It's been a long time, hasn't it, baby? Just been a long time without that sweet loving. You know, Seth, Seth, he'll, any subject, he'll go deep. I'll get deep. I'll get yeah. real deep. No problem in that department. No oh. problem at all. Gosh. <laughs> you know, that's the thing is you're, you're conflating Dale and, and Donald Trump to a way. I believe, get him out of here. Get him out of here. 
I'm not going to be able to unhear that now. You know what I have, though, on my phone? I have a recordings of Donald Trump saying, I have words. I have the best words. And whenever Karen and I disagree about something and I'm in a corner because she's won, I'll just play that. <laughs> and I mean, it works. You know, I mean, I mean, you can't you can't argue when someone when you're trying to argue with somebody and they just say, I have words. I have the best words. What are what are they going to do? He does that all the time. He says, I, I have a great brain. I consult with myself. I have the best brain. We're going to have the best brains ever. It's going to be the best wall. We have the best wall ever. Wall builders. But I have words. I have the best words. Might be that I went to an Ivy League school. I'm very highly educated. I know words. I have the best words. It is. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what it's about right there. That's, that's all you got to do is just say. <laughs> I have the best words. Yeah, I, I have words. I have the best words. And I mean, so many words that you said the word words five times in the span of 10 seconds. No one can beat you in that argument because they're they're like catatonic. They're looking at you like, what is wrong with you? Oh, God. You just, take, just become president already so I don't have to listen to you anymore right now. You know, but yeah. So well, that's the thing is I'm, I'm just worried like, you know, someone's going to insult his hair. We're all going to be glowing in the dark or dead. From radiation poisoning, if he yeah. he'll get mad at somebody and launch nukes. We'll be screwed. Those then, of us who are secretly scorpions will be revealed finally. And then surviving the Holocaust. Barry's thing about cheese becomes a lot more prevalent because that that canned cheese stuff doesn't die. Liquid You're gonna eat it. Gold. Liquid, Liquid gold. gold. That's there's gonna be a black market for for like canned cheese. Stock up be, now. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what's gonna be nice is when we hear the the podcast music again. Start up. I'll miss it. I've missed like every time I hear that music now. That's rambling man. I'm like, oh that. Oh yeah. Uh, days of. Oh, we're ho- we hope to have a variety of topics, but we 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 like focusing on geek stuff. I mean, we're both UK fans. We're both music educators. There, there's a variety of topics, but we want to hear from you guys. If there's anything you want to hear us ramble on about. Oh, oh, oh I see what you did. Ah! I am a delight. Yeah. Especially, and here's the thing, I say this as like sincerely, but especially if you don't have the same view or you're different from us. Like, if you I happen mean, to be wrong, that's okay. You know? Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's our cross to bear being right all the time. Yeah. You know, we're, we're two straight white males. It's, it's just how, no, show that. I really am yeah. joking there. But here's the thing is like seriously, if you if you're a conservative or you know, if you are you have any sort of different viewpoint from us and you'd like to defend it, you know, because one thing I hate sometimes is you listen to some of these things, you know, and with Seth and I agreeing in a lot, yeah, it becomes an echo chamber. Um, I had a friend of mine actually ask me, I have a Trump supporter I'm friends with on Facebook, and he every time I post an article about something stupid Trump said, he tries to you know, he tries to defend it. And a friend of mine like said, Why do you let him do that. You should just mute him and block. I said, because I don't want to live in an echo chamber. You know, like, I mean, people should be able to disagree. So if you want to defend something, um, I asked Mary to come on here and debate gun control, but she wouldn't do it, even though she's probably the smartest gun advocate I know. Not everybody so, can handle the golden microphone. Nick. Exactly. Or the Velveeta. She's the one who <laughs> we should have a Velveeta can. Like a, a Velveeta can with a microphone in it <laughs> for your own guest. <laughs> yeah. Swimming in that luscious liquid gold. We asked, we, I asked Mary, she said she didn't want to debate the gun control thing. 
But now we've moved on from gun control to race relations, which we really shouldn't just have two white guys talking about it. So <laughs> well, but li- yeah. I live in Dallas now. Yeah, I oh, live true, in yeah. Dallas. And I, I remember the, the night that everything happened in Dallas. I, I didn't go to sleep. Yeah. It was I, I, I literally stayed up all night. It was like I couldn't sleep at all. It, that for some reason it just that really affected me. We'll be happy to talk about our white male privilege as yeah. much as you want. This this is my white male privilege right here. This oh, balding yeah. spot. Plug it away. Or you know maybe maybe we get a we could we could expand our podcast and our <laughs> start charging for rambling beach cat after <laughs> Yeah, we need to get sponsors. Like yeah. everyone has Audible. And uh, Chef Shack or whatever, so like, like <laughs> some kind of uh, sponsor that they have. LA Stamps.com. <laughs> you know, we should put Stamps.com as like just to like, <laughs> like our show is not brought to you by Stamps.com. 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 <laughs> what the hell? That's still around. <laughs> People still use stamps. So, all right, well, I'm going to go eat that pizza I saw in the refrigerator. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to go enjoy uh, uh, a, a beverage yeah. with a, a nice cigar. And if you want to eat, because Allie's question was totally hypothetical. Well, we don't, I, I also want to figure out, because Brad wants me to come visit this semester, uh-huh. we have to figure out a time where we can all visit Lexington. Oh, yes. Go to a, go to a football game. Yeah. I don't I know when the South Carolina game is. Yeah, I mean it's in Lexington. I know that. I just don't know what it is. I'm sure it's probably one of the first. Yeah. In September or they're maybe supposed to be, October. They're supposed to be terrible this year. Like all right, is coaching them again. Where's my offense? Special kick that. Where is it? Where is it? I'm done. You should put that as the ending thing. <laughs> Where's the podcast? There's supposed to be a podcast. It's a podcast after death and death and death. Wait, as you have to wait on your son's son's the first is it.